Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. David, you, you moisturized and ready to go now? Yeah, I just got my moisturizer. Yeah. David's, mm-hmm. David's got a thing about lotion. Yeah. Which, and it's not, yeah, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Dude. No, it's just, you, I think all the years in the chimney sweeping business and the yeah. creosote drying out your hands. No, people a, give me a hard time, you know. Yeah. Like it's kind of a girly thing. What it kind of is. I don't know a lot of guys that carry around lotion. I do. <laughs> it's, it's like the worst. It's like the uh, it's like it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Dry skin wise, is horrible. Uh, in my hands, yeah. like it's it's bad, dude. No. Like my my life is unraveling if I have like dry hands and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> it's, like it's that bad. So I've been with you when yeah. that's happened. Yeah. Well, we'll, it, we'll we'll allow it. And it, it becomes it's like all the, a... it's the years of petroleum products, you know, that I've cleaned my hands with from doing the chimney business that have just sucked all the moisture out of my hands and they're like ruined for life i've been with him when he's on a search and destroy mission to, oh, find, yeah. to find some hand lotion well the worst thing i think i was with public, you right? when we were doing that yeah I can't remember where, oh yeah we were at the coast, the coast. to find lotion at some point yeah and you guys didn't even yeah. want to be with me walking into the stores being like do you have hand lotion because you <laughs> thought never mind <laughs> i don't think you're a sissy for Thank i you. use i use it as well chapstick too i don't think either of those things are are wrong, even though I don't really use I a lot have of not used chapstick in years. I haven't either. So there's a scientifically proven chapstick. Like once you use it, like you get hooked on it, it actually dries you out to where you have to use it more. That's how they get you. I've, I've read that. Too. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So chap, to, chapstick is a scam. I used saying. to work with a guy that said you're sissifying your lips when you use that. So yeah. that was his theory, obviously, as well. <laughs> oh, but you I, want to sissify your lips. But if your lips are cracked and hurting... What are you going to do? I don't know what the alternative is. Uh, I'm just saying chapstick's a scam. In the SoCal days, in the beach days when we were young, they had Zinca. And Zinca would come in like neon blue. Oh, And neon, it was like a beach lip. And so you'd walk around with these neon lips, even dudes. So (laughs) so you want to talk about sissified? Well, that was the 80s, though. It was was the late 80s. Yes. Right. There was a lot of weird stuff going on in the 80s. Yes. So. Yeah. But let's not bring that back. No. No. I agree. Just leave that in <laughs> the past. I've seen mullets more often than I, I feel Okay, there's mullets yeah. everywhere. Not not only are they mullets, they're bad ones. Yeah. Like people are almost trying to like make as big of a train wreck out of their mullet <laughs> as they can, like where it's like smashed sideways on one side or like it's and it's on purpose, dude. When I was at the coast, I saw a gazillion mullets. Huh. And I don't think I saw one that was like that's a good mullet. <laughs> I had a mullet till I was probably 25. <laughs> You yeah. say that. You say I did. That, I held say, on for a while. You say that with pride when you when you say it. Not a with remorse. Bit. I was There's, proud of my mullet. It doesn't sound like you're confessing sin when you say no, that. No, <laughs> it was a good mullet. How old? What year was it when you were 25? Is the question. I, I don't know. know. It was beyond the beyond the time. Yeah. It, it was beyond the time. I'll give you that. Yeah, you were yeah. a unicorn. Dude. I, I held on as long as I could. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> last man on earth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Brent, Brent's no stranger to mullets. No, I, I had one, but you know. I got rid of it at the appropriate time. I was still married, though, I think. so. Yeah. So 1990, I had it still, and I think shortly after that, I got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I was well past 1990. Yeah, you're 15 years yeah. past. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. It, anywho. You're back from do Alaska. You, do you have a picture? I do have a picture. 
bring it. Mullet Let's shag. Put it well, I don't have a picture to bring today. Let's put it up for people in the future. I don't think I could do that today. That's all no, right. We'll do it in the future. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm back from Alaska. Went up to Alaska to uh, help officiate a memorial service for my aunt that passed away. We need to put uh, this picture up ago. too. Uh, of what? Well, Alaska my aunt passed away. Still, no, bro. Dog. Chad and his vestiges. <laughs> so yeah, so so it was a Lutheran vestments church. And, Keep doing uh, that. Yeah, vestments. It was a Lutheran church, and Lutherans don't do evidently what they call pulpit fellowship. So they don't let non-Lutherans come in and preach. And, and you um, are non. This guy, Pastor Andy, really cool dude. Um, just felt like it was appropriate to let me do that, and so I appreciated that. But then he's like, "If I'm going to do this, and I might get in trouble, then then you're going to wear the robe." So he frocked you. He why well, no not a frock? Is that the collar? Is that what the frock is? So it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a, he called it an alb. He vestiged, vestiged, <laughs> vestmented. There, there was a moment about ten minutes before the memorial service started. We were out in the lobby, you know, talking with people, and then he comes to me and he's like, "It's time to alb up." Mm. Alb, alb. Yes, yeah, so it was like it's time to alb up, which mm. means we had to go into the, uh, gosh, what was it called? They had a they had a word for the room that had the albs in it. Can't oh, remember yeah. what it was. They but, got a word, but there's a special room. Oh yeah. And put on a robe, and put on the sash, and put on a necklace. They give you a lightsaber? Rope belt. That was the only thing missing was the lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had a little bit of a... I don't he know. had a little bit of a Qui-Gon look to yeah. him. <laughs> a little bit. Dude, yeah. the picture's so <laughs> rad. So I saved it because it makes me smile awesome. when I look at it. So every time I get down in yeah. blue, I'm just going to pull up Chad's picture I would say in the robe. It, it, he pulled it off. It, it worked. I mean, it, it No, looked, he looked, it looked confident. Right. He yeah. looked like he owned it. I, like I he belonged weird. there. Yeah. No, that was legit, man. We're gonna, I, we got to bring that one, too. Yeah, I felt totally weird Be, being in a church I'd never been in before, you know, wear, wearing the vestments. It just it felt awkward. All put up. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that is. But I will say it was uh, a great privilege uh, to get to do that and to get to, you know, bring comfort from the scriptures uh, to a pocket of family that, you know, largely I hadn't met before other than my aunt and uncle. I didn't really know much of the family there. And, so it was cool to get to do that and get to kind of serve the family in that way. So That's a cool opportunity. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, good, good for you. you were you were gone last week too. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it next to what you just talked about. Chad 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 flies you know <laughs> far to do a memorial service, and you drove far to, and I drove a couple hours to surf all yeah. day and be about. Well, me. I was kind of going on so. business. You were going on pleasure, so two different things. Yeah, the weather was perfect, and like it's the first time I've been at the, even. There was even no marine layer in the mornings. You literally got up at six thirty, seven, and it was just sunny and clear. Yeah. And uh, 66, 67 every day. I was out on the water by seven thirty, just looking around, waiting for such like it was just gorgeous, just gorgeous. Nice. So yeah, I feel feel dirty. You had a good time away. Yeah. You need to get we had away. A good time you need away. to get away with your wife. And Dan and Amanda got Enjoy. to go with us, which was cool because we yeah. don't. You know, they're always busy, and uh, we don't get to spend a lot of a lot of time with them and so we had a great time they camped next to us and i i told them like it's funny how we got to go you know four four hours away to the beach to see each other <laughs> even though they live two streets back from us That's so funny. yeah yeah nice. yeah well welcome back yeah Both thank you it's good to be back. held down the fort while we were going yeah there wasn't much to hold down and jeffy quiet the podcast last yeah week. he joined us it worked yeah. worked well so yep yep yeah all right. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Let's dive in. Today dive we're in. we're talking about. Uh, uh, I should real quick before we dive in, just yeah. because I haven't seen Dawn for a while. She says hi. Hey, Dawn. hi, Dawn. I don't know if Dawn's maybe been listening, just not commenting, but haven't seen the comment for a while. So I felt like that was worthy to mention. All right. We've been worried. Yeah. No comments. A little bit, actually. Yeah. 
I wished her happy birthday on Facebook and she responded. So I knew, I knew she was, you know, okay. responding, just not yeah, maybe yeah. another podcast. So well, it's nice to hear from you, Don. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. We miss you still. Yep. All right. We're talking about worship. Uh, this is a kind of a big subject. Um, I, I think that the, the church sometimes doesn't always get right. So uh, first question is, what do you think most people think of when they hear the word worship? They think of music. Hillsong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Music. Yeah. Singing. Yeah. Or being sung to, I would say, is probably even more what the church is doing today. Sure. Or lights and fog machines. Yeah. A show, Glitter. experience. Yeah. Uh, they think of a, of a genre of music, like kind of within contemporary Christian music, mm. that's, a, that's a genre. Yeah. You know, that gets gets some radio I like play. that worship. I don't like that worship. Right. Yeah. 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 How would you guys, uh, <laughs> yeah. how would you guys maybe um, correct that idea or how would you define worship? Just smacks. Slaps. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Oh, he would correct it with, with oh, slaps. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. That was the question. Okay. Yeah. I said, I, how I would you correct you. it or define it? Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. So how yeah. would you define it? Let me ask it that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I read a book years ago, and I'm struggling to remember the author's name, but in the book he defined worship as uh, bending the knee to one's highest perceived beauty. Hmm. I like that one. That's good. Yeah. Because a lot of the definitions I was looking at, I mean, obviously they have um, – Bible in view or a deity in view. So almost everything is um, connected to a deity. So it's a reverence, right, or an adoration towards a deity. And that's where I like yours better is because I think even when we read our Bible, it's supposed to be that way and it started that way, right? And it will be that way throughout eternity towards a deity. But when we look at our Bibles, like man's problem is that we have now, you know, hoard out our worship, excuse me, for lack of a better term, to anything and everything. Like, it doesn't have to be a deity. <laughs> it can be whatever we revere the most, whatever we value the most, whatever we adore the most. So what would be examples of that? Everything. Like, yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm the biggest one. Like, I, you know, because we've an- talked about this. Another before. way to, to yeah. define that would be idolatry. So so if, they're, you're, they're, if they're your worship connected. isn't directed where it's supposed yes. to go, then then yeah. the Bible will call it idolatry. So we right. don't, I don't think we relate to idolatry as, no. as Americans. Not at all. Um, we When I read, and I mean that, well, I'll explain what I mean, I guess. When, when you look at Israel and, and the golden calf and stuff like that and what they were doing, I scratch my head and think, that did it for you guys? They, yeah. they brought down like a, a little, they made a little statue of a, yeah. a golden little cow and you guys thought, right. Let, let's worship this. makes no sense to me at all. No. So I think I'm like, I don't get idolatry. I don't, I'm not guilty of it. So food. <laughs> but I just don't recognize yeah. it. Yeah. Food, money, material things, self, Self's others, a big one. Yep. kids parents like, like like anything that exists is a candidate Politics, literally gov- yeah. government yes so, for so. uh idolatry which which is a false worship a misdirected worship sorry yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so in this book uh i looked it up it's uh, unceasing worship by a guy named harold best and i'm not super familiar with the guy at all but um it's a book i read years ago and in the book he talks about that worship is not not something that we decide yeah to do or not do, it's something that we're hardwired for, and it's something that we direct. Yeah. So, so by default, we, we are created as worshipers. Yeah. And and we direct that rightly or wrongly to you know the things that we yes that we just mentioned, and so it's not a choice that we necessarily make to say I'm going to worship or I'm not going to worship. The pr- the problem is is not that we don't worship; 
the problem is that we worship anything and everything. Right. So, so we are worshipers. Yep. Everybody that exists right. because of how God's created us and how he's hardwired us, we do worship. Yep. So the question then becomes what? Yep, what we worship. Well, and like I think it was Calvin talked about how our hearts are idol factories. Idol factories. We're just yeah. constantly finding things, yeah. new idols to worship. We don't constantly. recognize them as, as gods or yes. things like that, but but ultimately it's it's where your allegiance and what you're bowing to, yeah. you know, is that what you prioritize in life yep. is probably what you're worshiping. And, and the one that we yeah. miss the where most often. Where your greatest often, treasure or affection <clears throat> is. Yeah, self yeah. is the one that is obvious oh, that yeah. we, we miss completely because yeah, it yeah. seems right. Yeah. Um, but we're all worshipers of self. Yeah. Well, it kind of comes, and maybe we're going to go there, so sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but it comes back to a, to a Romans 1 problem that talks yep. about that we worship the creation over and above the right. creator, yeah. and that, we get it backwards. So the gift, that's, that's rather the, than the gift giver. Yeah, and yeah. that's the entire problem of, of humanity and sin, is that, that we get that backwards. Yes. Well, that was one of the questions I had, do non-Christians worship? Because I think we think of worship as a you know Sunday morning where you're singing songs yep. and you think well non Christians don't worship oh yeah they do Dude, yeah. we're all oh yeah we're all excellent worshipers right. even yeah. even non Christians are just such good worshipers yeah I just watched we're so uh, good at worshiping <laughs> just watched a documentary on Netflix called Quarterback that follows three different quarterbacks through the NFL and and to watch the the fan base of these teams oh, yeah, and the crazy worship that goes on oh, yeah. um, in sports alone, you know, and then you yeah. think of music and Hollywood and all these other things, but it's nuts how excited people get more excited no doubt. At, a, at a, at a sports event than they do. No, it is worshiping church. The it's God. a religious yeah. experience, dude. And that's their church, yeah. right? Like, like when you look at even the Europeans with soccer and you, yeah. you look at the crowds and the riots and everything that goes on over there, like it's their life. They eat, breathe, sleep that sport, right? That is the altar that yeah. they worship on. Yep. That's so, it. Yeah. So for Christians, um, knowing that we were created to worship, um, wh- why should we worship? Well, we can't help it, like we've just established. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we have to, but but we we do worship as a response to what something is doing or giving us, right? Yeah. There's, a, there's a certain amount of satisfaction. or it, Again, self is the biggest idol that we have. Right. And so when something is feeding self or appeasing self, then there is a, there is a natural response of, um, for lack of a better term, gratitude back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. comes back down to a God who deserves to be worshipped. Yes. Um, and if you don't recognize that, you're going to get your worship wrong for sure. But I think that's where a lot of churches today get it wrong. They don't make him the object, or Christ, the object, yeah. right. uh, the rock star, so to speak, of right. the event. It's a lot of other things. And, well, so emotions and yeah. feelings would, would fall into things that are idols for us, right? We want to feel a certain way. We want to sure. experience a certain experience. And so a lot of people don't know how to discern the difference between when you go to church of the substance of what you're getting with right. the experience of what you're getting. Like if you don't parse that, then you're going to end up going for the wrong reasons and benefiting for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I've heard over the years, you know, just in conversations with, with, you know, different pastors, different times, different places, talk about this idea of like crafting a worship experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, they, they're talking about the music portion of their Sunday service, Yeah, but they're trying to craft an experience Charles that, that appeals to people. Yep. Um, and using that in a way that's like, okay, this is what's going to get people in the door, right? Yeah. Is this experience right. that, that we're crafting. And at the end of the day, it's, it's exactly what we're talking about, the, the, making the center of that worship something other than God himself. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say that, I mean, largely we, we say worship is for an audience of one. And the truth is we benefit from it um, indirectly sure. when we're doing it right. So I, I realize that we do benefit from, from right. worshiping God. But ultimately, if you come in thinking about, you know, what I'm going to get out of this and um, you're missing who it's for entirely. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say most churches center their worship services around people um, and, and trying to make people experience something and feel something and, you know, enjoy yeah. it and want to come back and all those kinds of things. So you, you always have this, it's almost like this thing of adrenaline church today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's this idea of like, if we can keep this adrenaline thing going and, and keep them excited, they'll keep coming back and want more. And, and it's really just kind of another weird version of the prosperity gospel sure. in some weird, where you're kind of the center of it and it's about what you get. And, yeah. and it's really not about the gift, you know, it's about the, uh, not, not the giver, but the, the gifts. Yeah. The things yeah. that come. Yeah. As a result of him, yeah. yeah. I think Finney started it back in the 1800s. Like, he's kind of the guy that everyone credits in church history that really started to, like, like, um, like articulate and calculate and arrange church services um, to hit the senses, right? He made it more of an experience thing, thinking it was a good thing, I think, initially. I don't think he was thinking, like, oh, you know, I'm going to manipulate these people. Like, sure. I think he started out thinking like, this is a fantastic idea to do this this way. We're already doing it. Let's do it this way because that'll enhance it. And let's do it this way because that'll enhance it. And so it was this carrot that I don't think was, was meant to pull people away, but it became the norm of what we have today where absolutely, um, like there's a fine line there because we're all going to do what we do as we come together as a church somehow. Like there's a methodology to how we do, right. how we approach the things that we do, and there's a reason for it. And so there's a fine line that we need to make sure that we don't cross when it when it starts taking away from, when it starts subtracting, sure. right? And some methodologies subtract from. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with, you know, trying to be relevant to, yeah. to the culture that you're in and, sure. and doing things that are going to resonate with people. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, what, what's our focus? Are, yes. are, are we, is our focus man-centered or Christ-centered? Yeah. Well, I think we have to re- recognize that we're, we're capable of being manipulated based right. on our emotions yeah. and how we're feeling. We have to be careful because there are swindlers out there that will, you know, there's people just trying to make money. Sure. There's people trying to um, grow, grow churches with just and, in big numbers. And, yeah. Yes. You know. And our hearts are desperately wicked. So we, <laughs> yeah, we, right. we can't blame it on the church necessarily. <laughs> no. I mean, believe me, there are churches you probably shouldn't go to. But, like, we don't need help with, like, being distracted or trying to feed our emotions or trying to feed something other than what should satisfy us. Like, we're constantly being distracted with, um, with feeding ourselves the wrong thing and buying into the wrong thing. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like it's anyone to blame but us at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> I don't know. So what does worship include for the Christian? If it's not just singing on Sunday mornings, which I think most of us kind of think of it that way, what does it include? Everything. <laughs> it's everything. Well, it's, it's everything that is that is God-centered or God-focused. Yes. So it can come in the form or the vehicle of of music, or the vehicle of preaching, or the vehicle of a sacrament, or right giving, giving, also yeah. serving, yeah. Um, treating. The yeah. people around you, as you corporately gather, the way that you treat them, like, it's all worship. What about obedience? Nah. Chad, <laughs> <laughs> so what say you? Uh, eating and drinking to the <clears throat> glory of God. I no. mean, that, like, even... He skipped the, right over my question. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what about obedience? And he turned it no, to No, what you, about obedience? And you changed the subject. <laughs> <laughs> did you see how no. we did that? Yeah. That was rad, dude. both just... Yeah. 
got right out from underneath that. Well. <laughs> I, I mean, of course. It, it, anything and everything we do can, can and should be worship yep. to God. Um, and, and even in our obedience, I mean, there's, you know, we can approach our obedience to God as, okay, I'm going to earn favor with God by the things that I do. Yeah. Right. That, that's not worship. Right. That's a, that's a self-centered, you know, means to an end that, that if I do this, then God owes me that. Right. Yep. Um, you know, that, that's not worship. But if we approach our obedience to God out of, you know, gratitude for what he's done for us and, and, and as a response of, you know, his grace shown to us. Uh, not not a have to like like you've mm-hmm. talked about before duty versus delight yeah. um, you let it get to not that I have to um, you know then our obedience even is an, an act of worship mm-hmm. to God in, in the things that we do for sure um, but even again just the most mundane things in life you know can and should be worship to yeah. God e- even suffering can be a great platform you know good. Um, or starting point like when you're talking about obedience like yeah. you usually don't think like worship absolutely is a uh, a conduit for worship, like a valid one. Suffering's the same way. Like it's a valid like avenue uh, for worship when sure. you're stripped down and you have you know fasting is kind of that idea of 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 suffering through something you think you normally need, right. which draws you to worship. Like <laughs> it draws you to clarity. Yeah. It draws it draws your eyes here, right? And so yeah, suffering. That's kind of the weird too. thing is it's like the path to life is through you know, self-denial, um, in, in the Christian ethic, you know, and it, so it sounds Seems weird, so bad. but you know, things like that we, we actually don't like, yep. like fasting yep. or even evangelism. Yes. There's something, you know, that's one that I would say yes. most of us don't really enjoy that. Yeah. And yet when it's done as an act of worship, yeah. um, it, there, you receive this thing back from yes. it. Well, it is, what it is <laughs> by nature is yeah. an act of worship. It is. Like when you're, when yeah. you're proclaiming to somebody the glories of yeah. God and you're glorifying, you're magnifying the name and work of Christ, what a, that's, a, that's an amazing, like, participation in, sure. in, a, in a worshipful act. So yeah. If we can you know, go back to that definition of, you know, bending your knee to your highest perceived beauty, if, if God is our highest perceived beauty and that's who we ultimately bend our knee to, then the natural outflow of that is that, you know, everything in our life can become an act of worship mm-hmm. to God. Well, and I would say that if right. you've encountered the living God in a, in a profound way, it's, it's, it's what should come out of you. Yeah. It, it, there really shouldn't be, it, it's the point of our existence. Yes. And so even like, I think last week you mentioned the, the chief end of man is to yeah. glorify God and to enjoy him. And that's really the essence of what worship yeah. is. Yeah. We should be able to do all things to the glory yeah. of God and join him yep. in these things. We benefit from and that's it. what yeah. bothers me the most, way. knowing that, <laughs> and looking at like how how infrequent I actually flow into the worshipful disposition. Like it should be all the time. It should be, yeah, yeah. and it will be. <laughs> One right. day it will yeah, be. It will be. <laughs> um, but it is funny. I mean, the, the, to think that even in the most menial tasks in life, totally. we can do it to the glory of God. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that just, you know, services, Christian service and serving your family and serving at work and things like that. Great example of that where that can be done as an act of worship. Yeah. And we don't think of it that way. You know, we think of, again, if I'm not singing a song in a, in a you know, church right. setting, I'm not worshiping. Yeah, you yeah. can be worshiping in all kinds of different ways. Yeah. So. Yeah, how you're driving your car, how you're treating the person next to you, how you're yeah. doing a job. The vocation <clears throat> one is one that, like, I yeah. just scratch my head how people don't get this. Like, whatever you do, do under the glory of God. And you've got this thing that you spend I don't know how many hours out of your life doing with people. It's like, do it to the glory of God. Like yeah. it's a, it's a worshipful, it's mm-hmm. something to turn into worship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Romans 12, one is a, is a pretty famous verse and it really kind of 
keys in on this idea, where Paul says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship or your reasonable act of service is yeah. what somebody else says, or, you know, but your spiritual worship. Um, I don't think we think of it that way. No, we don't. <laughs> and, and I love the, the, the reasonable translation because like in light of what God has done, it just makes sense Yeah, exactly. that you would give your all to him and sacrifice for him and live in obedience to him. It just makes sense. Yeah. And I think we, we, um, Oftentimes we think of worship in an individualistic way, right. um, but there's something about the corporate aspect of worship that I don't think Christians probably think about as much or even, even um, it's what we're going to be doing in eternity. It's going to be corporate. We, we definitely benefit it from individually, but there's yeah. something about coming together on Sundays as a church yeah. um, and being able to hear each other. Well, mm-hmm. I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but in some, some <laughs> churches you go to, you can't, you can't hear anything but the band. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But when you can hear other saints around you, I don't know if you've ever been to an event where they, they kill the music and you decide, I think up like promise keepers. They had I've all been the to men a couple of promise keepers, stadiums full of men. Sang acapella. It's insane. And you just yeah. thought, my goodness. There's nothing like yeah. it. Get a glimpse it, yeah, of what's coming. Like it. Yeah. There's and it would be easy to, to experience that there and go, oh, that's what worship is or compare everything else sure. to that. Right. Yeah. So, so yes, it's, it's an amazing thing and it's a slight foretaste of corporate, you know, um, singing. Yeah. Um, and, and yet you're right. Like we can't just look at that and be like, cause then it becomes the experience or like, right, this sure. is the standard, right. And then everything else falls short of that standard for worship. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, I mean, I don't know if we've said it, but we might as well, like worship's a heart posture. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's it it's 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 really kind of independent, actually, of what's going on outside of us, whether it be the music on the stage or whether it be um, life's going good for us. Like it, it's actually a, an interior posture, yeah, right, of yeah. heart toward God and something that we know, something that's just simply established and known. So you've you've kind of already admitted, and I think Chad and I would agree that um, we should be worshiping twenty four seven if we really if we yeah, really stop should be, but, but we're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so what well, are we are just not always the right. Well, thing. fair enough. <laughs> not, not only if I'm to be real honest, do I not worship as much as I should? There's times I'm like talking to him in ways that I shouldn't. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, hey, whoa, yeah. whoa, easy does it. Man. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. yeah. So. Uh, I meant worshiping God, but yeah, yeah, we are worshiping all the time. But what are some of the specific things that cause you guys to worship God? Because I know people struggle sometimes. Like, how do I how do I get into this mindset or whatever? What helps you guys? Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. For Pre- preacher, swine. bro. <laughs> Preach it. Uh, That's yeah. not wrong. No, actually, it's funny, but it's not yeah. wrong. Because <laughs> anything that we get that we no, enjoy, I think we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Because yeah. when we do, because because He does give us good things. <laughs> To enjoy, yeah, right, and and those things. If you're going to go to Psalm, uh, one hundred three, one hundred three, yeah, David's actually going to talk about like he has given us good things, which which create a response, which like yeah. like we worship him out of these good gifts. So like it's not wrong to say bacon. We need a door T-shirt about bacon. Uh, you know, <laughs> we need to figure that out. Five point baconist. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought your answer was just going to be a lot more spiritual than that, David. <laughs> I told you I'm not doing well this morning, boys. <laughs> Chad, what do you got? You got anything that causes you to worship God? Like, I, I mean, different things at, at different times. Um, yeah, no, you no. Know, I mean, obviously, when when we're at church and, and I, you know, I hear the word proclaimed, that that causes me to worship. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when I interact with, with people at church, I mean, even, you know, praise and prayer time or, or hearing people's difficulties, like it causes me to worship God right. because we can go to him with our difficulties, even though he already knows them. And so there's kind of that, that more spiritual side of things, but, but also just kind of the, the normal things in life that, that, you know, we have vehicles that operate and they get us yeah. from point A to point B. Stupid little things. That, that yeah. we have, you know, a home to live in, you know, roof over yep. our heads and, and, you know, three meals a day or, or five meals a day in some cases, um, you know, those things, like if we think about those things, yeah, grandchildren, yeah. if we think about those things in the right perspective, yes, uh, which I don't always, but, right, but yeah. you know, you have these moments where I just realize like, man, God has blessed us with these things. Yes that, you know, we just tend to take for granted or maybe not even think about that yes. God has blessed us. So with. if your happiness terminates in that thing, and then it, then it's idolatry. Right. If it bounces yes. upward towards God yeah. and you recognize that... If the good, enjoyment of the gift takes you to the gift giver... That's it. Right. You're rocking. That's but it. But if, yeah. if it terminates at the gift... I was doing the same thing this week. Because you, you'll have people, religious people, religious sects, denominations that are extremes on this, right? You've yeah. got people that are extremely um, prosperity-minded materialistic minded. Oh, that means God loves you. Right. And then you've got people on the other extreme that are like poverty minded, right? You've got other quote unquote Christians that are teaching poverty gospels and materials just simply bad. And I was doing that this week, dude, I'm sitting at the coast, perfect weather, getting to get up and get in the ocean every day. I've got this nice trailer that I'm comfortable staying in, you know, this car that got us there and I'm sitting there um, looking at all this and going, and and I am going, I'm worshiping. I'm going like, thank you Lord for these for these things. Like if they went away, that's cool. But like the fact that like you've given me these things to enjoy this moment right now sure. is like insane. Like I'm insanely grateful. Yeah. Like, thank you. And so it, it all, it has everything to do with like what you said, where, where the worship takes you or where it terminates. Right. right? Yeah. Well, even in the, the midst difference. of hard things, like I think we've all experienced even in our difficulties that, that, that can drive us to worship. Yeah, for not, sure. Not always because we kind of get in our own, you know, wallow in our own despair, you know, at times in right. hard things. But but there are moments in the midst of difficulties where, you know, we do have a right perspective and, and realize like, okay, God is even though this thing sucks, God is with me in it. Yeah. Thank you, God. And, and like it leads leads to worship at yeah. times as well. I think one of the biggest things for me, especially as our country gets more and more looped, is like when I look at people that are completely lost or completely contrary to God, like just lost just like in the in the clutches of satan i worship the fact that i've been saved the fact that sure. he's, he's right. gifted me with salvation gifted me with with a faith that i can know him yeah that he saw me yeah yeah Amen. <laughs> that he adopted me right and so um salvation wise like just con- considering my salvation especially when i look at lost people yeah. really causes me to worship no that's huge and like tonight because I, I know i didn't do it i know it wasn't mine we're going to have our third Thursday men's breakfast or dinner. Wait, tonight. when is that? No breakfast. Tonight. The, yeah, it's tonight. <laughs> anyway, but we've got a testimony. Yes. And, and to hear how God, you know, basically collided into somebody's life and saved yes. them. And it just I, it causes me to worship every yeah. time I hear a testimony. There's no doubt. You know, there's just certain things. So, yep. well, um, I think uh, really what it comes down to is when we focus on um, who God is and what he's done. Those are the things that that I I think of uh, that, that really get me going yeah. as far as worshiping. When I just really meditate on those things, and the cross is the biggest one, obviously. But um, in Psalm 103, David um, just kind of starts rolling down this list uh, of reasons that he's blessing the Lord, uh, worshiping Him. And so um, it starts out and says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name." And I love that that uh, that first idea is that it's your entire life, everything that's in me, every every 
fiber of my being. Mm-hmm. Um, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Stop there and yeah. let you guys. You, do you think he's talking about the here and now? Mm. In that? Yeah, that's a good question, dude. Or maybe what's to come? Yes, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> like, like the totality of what he's done for us yeah. rather than something he's done back here. Right. Well, I'm even thinking like like heals your diseases. Yeah, totally. like, yeah. like we have diseases here. There's going to come no, no, no. a time when he heals disease all your diseases. will be no more. No, you're right. Right, that's coming. I, I thought the same thing when I was looking at the language here. I'm like, this isn't just like something that has actually happened back here for David. Like this yeah. is the totality of what God has done. Yeah, with His people and, and will do. Yes, yeah, and will do. Yeah, yeah. It's not only the present; it's it's the future that yeah. that we you know. I, I, I like both of those aspects. Um, yeah. So like like the prosperity folks would read something like this and say, you know, God heals our diseases now yeah. and removes us from the pit now. Yeah, this is the right. modus operandi. Like this is how God does things right. every day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> it's – and again, you know, a point that I've already made, but but it's, you know, in our affliction and in our being in the pit, those things now cause us to worship God because of what's to come yep. if, if we have a right perspective. Yeah, Amen. I do. I do like. I mentioned this before we turn the camera on. I do like how these are things that benefit us. These are good things towards us as human beings, because a lot of times we'll kind of be directed by people like, "Oh, oh, you can't be that selfish with God. Like, if like you need to love God for God, you need to worship God just because He's God," which is true. Yeah. But right. David's giving us a clear list here of of things he's worshiping to in response as a result of God giving him good things, yeah. like providing him with, like, it's okay for, for, for God to snatch us, you know, from hell, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And go, thank you, God, for snatching me from hell. I'm a I didn't fan. want I'm to a finish. Fan. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, like, that's okay, you know what I mean? It's, it's okay for us to worship God sure. because he's good to us and he gives us well, good things. And so much of this has to do with our, our perspective on, you know, uh, who God is, yeah. who we are. If we get who we are, and then you under, and who he is and yeah. his holiness and our our wretchedness and then we see what he's done for us. Yeah. If that doesn't cause you to worship, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. You for know. Sure, yeah. I mean, you're not alive. For sure. Um, well, my depravity, what I deserve, what I get, all the things that he's done. I mean, of course that. Yep. That, that's an amazing thing. For sure. To, to, to focus on. Well, even sure. think about. I don't know. You know where David wrote this psalm, but like some of the psalms that David wrote, you know, he's hiding in a cave. Yeah. You know, on the run right. for his yeah. life with people out to get him, and he writes things like this. Yeah. And, yeah. and he writes things that aren't like this. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He writes things that are opposite of this, too. <laughs> David reminds me yeah. of me. That'll be next week. We'll talk about the, the preparatory songs. Sometimes talk to God. It's worship, and sometimes right. it's not. Well, this one's worship. So, yep. yeah. okay, verse 6, he says, The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. 
as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are, I'd like to say butt dust here, but mm. <laughs> remembers that we are dust. <laughs> butt dust. Butt dust? The, or new, the, butt new, dust? the new American standard, he remembers that we are butt dust. Okay. But it sounds like. Yeah. It gets worse. You know, it's, it's more that Warren theology. Okay. One T, not two. Somebody T's. calls you butt dust. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Okay. But this just goes I'm on again to, to all, the, all the ways that he's um, loved us and been kind to us and been right. merciful to us. And so, and then, and then the other side, of, yeah. So, like, part of it's like all these benefits that, that he bestows upon us. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this is, is just a revealing of who he is and his character. Yep. And uh, yeah. there's a lot there's a lot to marvel at when you just look at the makeup of God and the attributes of God. And um, yeah, if you want to have a good worship session, just start thinking about those for a minute. That's, yeah, that's it. Um, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's everything that's true and and good and pure and right, right? Yeah. And uh, we all want that, even though we're not those things. <laughs> like um, we we do desire to have that being. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. To have that picture. And we get it. We have it, you know? And so, yeah, it just creates worship, man. This is partly why we've talked about this several times, but this is partly why the songs we choose at the door when we sing yes. have to do with who God is and what he's done. Yes. Right. And not so much and about us feel. and how we feel. And No, this is um, a huge reason why. Be, yeah. Because uh, what we feel and, and, you know, what we might be experiencing that, that day. It is fleeting, moving. Subjective as yeah. all get subjective. out. Who God is and what he's done Never does. is, is yeah. solid it's ground fixed, for right. us to stand it's on fixed. and worship. So, and it's right every yeah. time you look at it. Yeah. Yep. Um, this is also kind of same subject but different. Why I, I really prefer like songs behind the sermon. I like a lot yeah. of our, our, our worship, our, our not our worship, our singing, yeah, <laughs> our music behind the sermon yeah. is because there's a worship is really a response of something right. that you've just looked at or heard about or or seen or encountered. And when you come and you hear the Word of God when it's properly preached and it's God-centered and it's Christ-centered, there will then be a real reason to worship. Yeah. That, that doesn't have to be like manufactured, and it doesn't have to be like mustered up. Um, a lot of times when you get to church in the morning and you start with music, right. like people aren't in that... Like, what are what's your starting point, <laughs> right? But after the sermon, I know what my starting point is. Right, yeah. I know what my ending point is. Like like worship is natural at that point. You know, agreed. Okay. Yeah, you keyed in on something else that's important to point out that our Sunday morning worship service uh, we would include um, everything we yes. do basically. All of maybe it. not the announcements, but I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, even even the praise and prayer time is really about worshiping God. Yes. Uh, the proclamation of the word is about worshiping God. Obviously, communion, when we do it, is about worshiping God. Um, there's something about that community, that corporate aspect of, yes. of being together. Yeah. Uh, it's not just the singing, uh, but we, all, we often refer to that as worship. Yes. And, sure. Uh, but it's all of it. So. Yes. Yeah, and, and we do all of it together. I mean, that's, that's something I think is people probably don't necessarily think of. It, we kind of talked about it earlier in the podcast, but um, you know, the corporate nature, the fact that we that we sing together and we're singing in unison the same words, the same proclamation of the gospel, and we're sitting under the preaching together and we participate in the sacraments together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we pray for one another's needs together. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a unifying thing mm-hmm. and a reminder that that um, you know it's not about us. Right. Yeah. It's good. All right. Going to roll through the end of the psalm here. 
verse 16 says, As for man, his days are like the grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So the conclusion of this laundry list of God's radness is bless the Lord. Yep. Absolutely. How can you not? Yeah. 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 He's forever. You're not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In in a sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it just speaks of his faithfulness and 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 his you know his steadfast love and his dominion. Um, there's so many things that you can just key in on those different aspects of who God is and, yeah. and worship. It's, it's it's what causes us, especially in light of again yeah. who we are. Yep, for sure. And that, you know what is man that you are mindful of him is one that they got Psalm eight. Yeah, you know it doesn't make any sense doesn't that he'd pay any sense. attention to us. Right. And, well, and and, and, and I love that there's never a bad day, God. Like it's a, it's like the the idea of these qualities and attributes being every day being everlasting right like they're not something yeah, that they can be change. removed or diminished or like affected <laughs> like they are with us like there's there's days i don't worship and times i don't worship because right. i'm constantly being affected right. by everything else he's not like us in that way like, yeah th- like these things these things go on you know they are eternal yep. utterly this is just simply who he is well, and I love, too, this aspect when he goes at the end of this, you know, he's talking about the angels and these people and these people and these people. And it's like yeah. the rocks are going to cry out yep. at some point. Right. I mean, God deserves to be worshipped. He will yep. be worshipped. Uh, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. And I, I, I just think that's glorious. Because when you look around right now and you see the way people view God and the way they treat God and even his people sometimes, um, you just think, you know, is, is something going to change here at some point, Lord? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Uh, and he will be he will receive the worship that he's due. Yeah, the time is coming where there will be no doubt yeah. who is the King of Kings, and yeah. the Lord of Lords. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to it think about. It better happen soon because this AI thing's getting out of hand, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you guys seen some of this stuff? It's, it's just ridiculous crazy. what people are doing with this, man. It's going to get weirder before Jesus it gets better. Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's one of the cool things I, I love that um, you have this this uh, picture of that's given to us in Revelation uh, 4 and 5. Uh, of the worship that goes down in heaven, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's I think it's not that it's future. I think it's going on now, and I think it's supposed to be mirrored, I think it's supposed to be mirrored here on earth. So when we see what's going on there, you see these these beasts and these creatures that are worshiping God. Yeah, um, it, it seems like twenty four seven in some sense. I believe that all the things that we that we come together to do collectively right now as the church on earth in a worship service, like, is just a foreshadow. Yeah, it's just right. a, it's just the slightest taste and preamble yep. to the real thing. Like it's so cheap <laughs> compared to what yeah. what what those things are all going to look like and be like once we get there. You know? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I love that there's not like this compulsory thing going on here. This is this is completely that like these these guys can't not do it. Yeah. When you read this thing in, in Revelation, I'm just going to read it real quick cuz it's glorious. Uh, Revelation 5:11. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the, the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. 
And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. It's just fantastic. And someday we get to be a part of that. Well, what I like is like all the obstacles, like we were talking about earlier, um, all the emotions, circumstances, you know, all the stuff that keeps us from fully worshiping now. It's clear when you read that is gone. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's no more obstacles to worship. Like you have like you said no choice. Right. Yeah. But to worship because of who God's made you and where you're at. <laughs> the presence of where you are. Yeah. And so that's just gonna, that's just going to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Unimpeded worship. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I got for today unless you guys have anything to add. Mm. I think we covered it. Well, it's good know. Know. If you can cover a subject like this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you guys get a praise out then? Lord, thank you for who you already are uh, every day, uh, who you'll be tomorrow. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you that you are the great gift giver. And we just look forward to that day when we can uh, worship um, without any obstacle. Um, without any distraction, without any sin, without any doubt, um, forever. In your name, amen. Amen. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.